We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Everyone and welcome to a Christmas Day edition of a Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be taking you through this very special and unique Christmas Day episode of a Pack a Day podcast. And right now, I just want us to take a quick break from the season. Division titles, everything that's to come, the playoffs for the Packers. But we thought it would be a fun idea to just kind of take a break from all the nuance of the season. Just like all of you are taking a break from your jobs, uh, you know, whatever it might be, you're spending time with friends and family for the holiday, hopefully watching, well, not football today because unfortunately there's no football today, but you're listening to the Pack-A-Day podcast with your family, your friends, you're talking about the upcoming playoffs with the Packers here. So we thought we would take a break as you are taking a break from your normal scheduled lives. We thought we would take a break too and do a Christmas-themed Pack-A-Day podcast episode. We have several people from the Pack-A-Day podcast here sharing with you either their favorite Packers Christmas memory or singing you a Packers themed Christmas carol or even sharing with you a Packers themed Christmas carol. But before we get into any of that, I wanted to share with you the history of the NFL on Christmas Day. 
And so I did a little bit of looking up, and maybe you know this, and maybe you don't. I certainly didn't, which is why I had to look it up. But um, So the first NFL games ever played on Christmas Day came back in 1971. And it was different time back then because these games played on Christmas Day in 1971 were playoff games. The regular season was already over, and these playoff games just happened to fall on Christmas Day. And 33 Hall of Famers took part in the very first Christmas Day games on that Christmas Day in 1971. The two games, two playoff games, Cowboys versus the Vikings. Uh, The NFC Divisional Playoff featured the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings playing at Old Metropolitan Stadium in Minneapolis. A combined 17 Hall of Famers were part of the history-making game led by a pair of Hall of Fame head coaches, Bud Grant and Tom Landry, and two front office personnel who earned election to the Hall of Fame, Tex Schramm and Jim Finks. The game also included players such as Herb Adderley, Mike Ditka, Forrest Gregg, Roger Staubach, Carl Eller, and Alan Page. The second Christmas Day game that year in 1971 was the playoff game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Fifteen members of the Hall of Fame were part of this famous AFC playoff game. The game went into double overtime and remains the longest game ever played in NFL history to date. The Dolphins ended up defeating the Chiefs 27-24 while the Cowboys took care of the Vikings winning 20-12. So there you have it. That is the history of the very first games ever played on Christmas Day in the NFL. Now, as you may have noticed, I have yet to be joined by my typical co-hosts in Maggie Loney and Jacob Westendorf, and that is because... Well, they're going to be joining us in a little different capacity later on in this episode here. But as I said in the open, today's podcast is going to be a little different. And so I figured what better way to start off this Christmas Day, Christmas-themed Pack-A-Day podcast than a story from our very own godfather, Andy Herman. Now, with it being Christmas Day, I'm sure many of you have your very own favorite Christmas movies and... For the fun of it, I just want to throw this out here. Let us know on Twitter, and you can find us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. Because while I admit I have never seen the movie, which is probably a sin in and of itself, I would just like to know from you, the listeners, you, the Packaday Podcast listeners, is the original Die Hard film, is that a Christmas movie or not? I would love to know. I've been told that it is. I've also been told that it's not. So I see the argument for both sides, but I want to know from you, the listener. Let me know if you think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But we're not here to talk about Die Hard. We're here to talk about a different Christmas movie, a very well-known Christmas film. You've probably seen it in some capacity. There's a bunch of different versions of it. And our very own Andy Herman, his knowledge of this film comes from The Muppets. So to start us off here today... Our godfather, Andy Herman, giving you a Packers-themed Christmas Carol film. Today my story is a Packers Christmas Carol, and I should let you know up front that my entire knowledge of A Christmas Carol does not come from Charles Dickens or A Christmas Carol the movie, but all of my knowledge comes from A Muppet Christmas Carol, of course. So if there's anything that's slightly off here, uh, it's probably because Gonzo told it a little bit incorrectly and didn't follow Dickens uh, to a T, but here goes A Packers Christmas Carol. Uh, Aaron Rodgers finishes up practice. It's the night before Christmas, and he's 
he's just not feeling himself. He knows that this has been an epic season. They're 11-3, and three, but the offense has just been a little bit disjointed, and he's not having quite as much fun as he has in years past, and he's thinking, you know what? This isn't as much fun anymore. Maybe this will be it. Maybe I'm just going to go out, play these last few games, and then I'm going to call it a career. And before he goes to bed that night, he gets in, he puts on his robe, he gets in bed, and he is visited by two ghosts. Not Marley and Marley, but Mike and Mike. It's his first two NFL head coaches, Mike Sherman and Mike McCarthy. And they tell him that by the end of the night, he is going to get visited by three ghosts that are going to show him, uh, you know, it's going to be the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. Or in this case, the ghost of Packers past, the ghost of Packers present the ghost of Packers future. So Rogers is like, all right, whatever, let's do this. Uh, Mike and Mike, it's great seeing you, uh, but I'm going to go to bed now. I must have had too much cheese, uh, which is very appropriate in this story since it's a Packers Christmas Carol. Anyway, I digress. So uh, first strike of the tone and the first ghost should appear. And who is it? It is Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson appears and he says, I am the ghost of Packers past. And Rogers is like, hey, Jordy Nelson, good to see you. And Jordy's like, well, hey, you know, I got to show you some stuff. So he goes back and he shows Rogers his time at Butte Community College where they were second ranked nationally. He showed him his time at Cal where he completed 23 consecutive passes. Uh, He showed him when he finally got his opportunity against the Dallas Cowboys and kind of threw all over the field. He showed his first start. Uh, He, you know, showed him all of his highlights throughout his entire, you know, career up until the Super Bowl. Uh, The next year where they went 15 and one in the regular season, he's throwing dimes. He's throwing passes to Greg Jennings and Donald Driver, Jermichael Finn. The whole nine yards, everyone that he's thrown to, James Jones, and just whipping the ball all across the field. He's doing the belt. He's all excited. Uh, he shows him that you know that the victory on the sidelines where he's, he's celebrating, jumping up and down as they won the Super Bowl. And then Jordy says, "Unfortunately, it is my time to go. Uh, soon you will be visited by the ghost of Christmas present." Soon thereafter, he is uh, he hears the next tone, and the ghost of Christmas present visits him. And of course, it's Farvey. It's Bre- it's Brett Favre. It's his good friend Brett Favre, and Favre comes in and he's very jolly and he's you know uh, he's very happy to see Aaron Rodgers and uh, he wants to show Aaron Rodgers a, a ton of stuff uh, but he really just starts digressing into a bunch of you know Brett Favre stories about his career but then he kind of remembers uh, why he's there and he he goes and he shows Aaron Rodgers you know the the present what's going on he he shows him some of the throws that you know Favre would have rocketed in there uh, he but he shows you know a, a couple plays here and there that Rodgers is missing that he's not having as much fun it's not he's not doing the belt he's not super excited. Uh, you know, he's just kind of out there and he, it's, it's very professional and it's, it's very sterile at times. And, uh, he says, you know what, you need to, you know, you need a little more Brett Favre. You need to go out there. You need to sling it. You need to be a gunslinger. Screw it. If you show, you know, throw six interceptions in a game, it doesn't matter. Uh, just go out and do it, you know, and, and he shows him, you know, some of the plays on the field that were, were maybe left out there. And, uh, you know, Rogers is like, oh, yeah, you know, I, you know, there's a couple plays. That's why I'm not feeling it. That's why I'm thinking, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe I don't want to play too much longer just not feeling it as much as I could. And then Favre's like, well, I got to go. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to ride on my tractor and, you know, down in Mississippi. Uh, I love my tractor. Uh, I got to get going. So he's like, all right, you're going to be, you know, visited by the third ghost, you know, soon here thereafter. 
So Rogers goes back to bed and uh, he hears another tone and another tone, another tone. And eventually uh, the ghost of Packers future, the ghost of football future in this case shows up and it is a hooded figure, dark, shadowy, uh, scary figure. And it, of course, it is, it is Bill Belichick because of course it's Bill Belichick. It has to be this dark, shadowy, scary figure in a hood. So it's Bill Belichick and uh, Bill Belichick doesn't say much. You know, he just says we're on to Detroit. Uh, and uh, uh, basically, you know, he shows Rogers. Uh, you know what the the you know ghost of Christmas future of Packers future looks like, and uh, you know Rogers has hung it up, and they didn't you know win the Super Bowl this year, and he shows them Lambeau Field, and that the last championship was still 2010. They go in the Lambeau Field tro- trophy room, and uh, it's just uh, you know the same trophies that are there. There's no new trophy, uh, and he um, shows uh, you know that uh, they didn't win any more championships. That you know Rogers only has his one ring, and there's always questions of well you know, should Aaron Rodgers have won more championships in Green Bay? And then he, he takes him to one more house and uh, he takes him to, to Tiny Tim Boyle's house. And uh, Tiny Tim is distraught because Aaron Rodgers retired a little bit too early and, it, and threw Tim uh, into a no-win situation. He was thrust into the starting role uh, when he wasn't expected to be, you know, Tiny Tim Boyle wasn't quite ready yet to be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he ended up getting injured and uh, he had a little crutch and was, was gimping around and uh, it was all because Rodgers retired a little bit too early because he wasn't having fun anymore playing the sport of football. And Rodgers was crushed seeing Tiny Tim Boyle the way that he was. And uh, he was crushed that the Packers didn't win any more championships. And uh, Bill Belichick uh, looked and he said, uh, you know, you know, he kind of pointed that it was his time to go. And uh, Rodgers says, please tell me that this isn't a guarantee that I can still change the future. And of course, you know, Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden wakes up and it's Christmas morning and he realizes that he is more rejuvenated than ever. And he doesn't want Tiny Tim Boyle to have to go in and, you know, take the reins when he's not ready and end up getting hurt and walk with a gimp the rest of his life, even though, of course, that wouldn't really happen to Tim Boyle because Tim Boyle's indestructible and the greatest quarterback of all time. But uh, it was just a little bit too early for tiny Tim Boyle. So Rodgers is up and at him and he's awake and he's super excited and he's going to go out and he knows that he's going to have the best remainder of the season of his career. They're going to run the table. He tells his team they're going to run the table and he goes out and he throws six touchdowns in every single playoff game. He wins a Super Bowl. He wins a Super Bowl MVP and he plays for five more years. He gets those six championship rings to match Tom Brady. And then he goes out in his seventh year and of course gets the seventh to break the record. And the rest of course was Packers history. And that's the true story of a Packers Christmas Carol. That was our godfather, Andy Herman, with his rendition of a Packers Christmas Carol. And you know how you can tell that it was Andy's story? There was a large emphasis on backup quarterback Tim Boyle. So sticking with the theme of movies here, this next one comes from our very own Andrew Mertig. Andrew decided to tell a Packers Christmas story, and yes, that does have a double meaning. He's telling his very own Christmas story of his memory, but putting it to the theme of the movie, A Christmas Story. Take a listen. This is Andrew Murdick from Fridays on the Packaday Podcast. I wanted to share a Christmas story from my past that means so much to me this time of year. The year was 1992. It was week 17, and the Packers were playing the Vikings. My father was not used to the Packers being good, and they had a shot at the playoffs. He never liked that Favre guy who took over for his beloved magic man, but he was interested to see what would happen. Why don't you go help your father? Really? Can I? Yeah. 
It was the first time it was suggested I help my father with anything, and phrasing watching the game as helping was weird, but I wasn't a very bright child. What are you doing here? M- M- Mom said that I should help. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Okay, sit down here. Squat down. As Brett Favre threw his third and final interception, it seemed clear the game was out of control. For one fleeting moment, I saw the whole season silhouetted against that grainy tube TV screen, and then it was gone. Oh, fudge. Only, I didn't say fudge. I said the word, the big one, the queen mother of dirty words, the F-dash-dash-dash-word. What did you say? Uh-huh. That's what I thought you said. It was all over. I was dead. What would it be? The guillotine, hanging, the chair, the rack, Chinese water torture? Mere child's play compared to what surely awaited me. Everything go all right? You know what your son just said? No, what? I'll tell you what he said. Ready? Needless to say, I got used to the taste of soap that year, and I'm grateful I haven't lost my vision from soap poisoning or shooting my eye out because I'll get to see the Packers back in the playoffs again. That's Andrew Mertig with a Packers Christmas story, and if you are old enough to remember watching Brett Favre play in any capacity with the Packers, you probably have a similar story there to Andrew's. I know that I do. Let's now switch, though, from films to music it's the christmas season and just how all of you out there listening have your very favorite christmas movie you also probably have your very favorite christmas song and here at the pack a day podcast if you have been listening specifically to wednesdays with myself maggie and jacob you know that we like to sing a little bit and on last week's episode of the pack a day podcast maggie loney gave you her very own rendition of a Packers 12 Days of Christmas. Jacob referred to Maggie as the Beyonce of our trio here, which is, Maggie, if you are listening to this, very, very true. But Jacob decided that he wanted to get in on the singing action as well, and this, you, many of you will have to forgive me for, Maggie, I had to look this up, which you are probably very ashamed to hear that I have to say this, and I'm sure many of you listeners out there will feel the exact same way Maggie does when I tell you this. I had to look this up because I didn't even know what movie it was from, but The Heat Miser from A Year Without a Santa Claus, Jacob gave you his Packers version of The Heat Miser. <laughs> Sean is my son. Preston's a heat missile. Fact roll number 51. They call them pass rushers. Quarterbacks they touch. Start to melt in their clutch. They're too much. I never want to know a team with less than 60 hurries. I'd rather have it 80, 90, 100, 100 hurries.
There is Jacob Wessendorf with the Packers Heat Miser, and the real question now becomes, and I think we all know the answer, but I'll let you guys be the judge. They work together on the same podcast with me here. Who is the better singer, Maggie Loney or Jacob Wessendorf? That is also something that you can go do on Twitter, at Packaday Podcast. Let us know who is the better artist between the two of them. Our next Packers Christmas song comes from our very own Dan Kotnick. And, you know, is there any better sight than Sunday Night at Lambeau Field? Well, I'm sure most of you know the song, Oh Holy Night. Well, Dan's put his own little spin on Oh Holy Night with his version of Oh Sunday Night. Take a listen. Hey guys, it's Dan Kotnick with the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I want to just say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful holiday season with family, friends, and of course, the Packers in the playoffs. Go Pack, go. Enjoy my terrible singing and in this rendition of Oh Holy Night, and as I call it, Oh Sunday Night. Oh Sunday Night the Lambo lights are shining. It is the start of our new playoff birth. Long lay the turf in January pining till this new team with head coach Matt LaFleur Amos the Smith Jair Clark we have a defense defense. Jones Adams A-Rod all gas no game break was Dan Kotnick with Oh Sunday Night, something that if you haven't seen Lambeau Field in person at night, make sure you put it on your bucket list. It's a must-see. Now that we've gone through movies and music, what would Christmas be without a couple of Christmas gifts? All of us at the Pack-A-Day Podcast here hope that you got the gift that you truly wanted this year. And, you know, it's interesting. As growing up as a kid, you know, Christmas is such a great day. You're always hoping that you're going to get that one Christmas present on your list that you really wanted. And, you know, it was always something that was just so far apart from everything else on your list. It, if it was the only thing you got, that you were going to be happy with it. Well, Maggie Loney is here to break down Christmas presents for the Packers so far this year. Take a listen. 
This is Maggie Loney, and for the first time in what feels like weeks, I am not actually singing or reciting poetry on the Packaday podcast. Uh, because this Christmas episode, I feel like some of my Packaday crew will be doing that instead, and it's time to give them the spotlight, and I can stop embarrassing myself for maybe a week. I know that's a stretch, but uh, we'll see. Instead, I thought that I would compare a couple Packers players to Christmas presents. Um, and the first guys I thought of, of course, were Zadarius and Preston Smith, the Super Smith Bros. Um, so what kind of Christmas present would the Smith Bros be? Well, they would probably be the Nintendo 64 and Super Smash Bros, because that was my childhood. That was the console that I wanted. That was the game I wanted. And Zadarius and Preston Smith were two premium players at positions that a lot of Packers fans wanted in free agency. Uh, so that comparison was just too good to pass up. Then I started to think about some of the more utility players on this team. Maybe the guys that don't get a ton of love, but they still do a great job and serve a great purpose on this team. Who would I think of? Billy Turner and Elton Jenkins, the guards in this starting offensive line. What present would they be? Well, it's not the sexy present. It's not the present that you maybe want, but it's the present that you always need. Elton Jenkins and Billy Turner are your Christmas socks. Now, nobody is ever super excited to get socks for Christmas, but then when you become an adult and you forget to do laundry for a couple weeks and you realize that you have those Christmas stocks still there that you can open up and use, they become one of the best presents to have, especially, like I said, in adulthood. Um, there's probably some former Packers references we can make here, maybe the old Brett Favre gunslinger and the Red Rider BB gun. So if you have any Packers players and Christmas present comparisons, feel free to tweet them at me. I would love to read all of them. My Twitter is Maggie J. Loney, L-O-N-E-Y. And I also write for Cheesehead TV. So Merry Christmas from all of us here at the Packaday Podcast crew. My Christmas wish already came true. The Packers are back in the playoffs. Uh, so Merry Christmas and Go Pack Go. Maggie Loney with Green Bay Packers Christmas presents. And, you know, while I'm thinking about it, I've asked you to go to Twitter a couple of times this episode and let us know Thoughts on singing and whether or not Die Hard's a Christmas movie. But go over to Twitter. If you got any Packer gear for Christmas this year, maybe you got a jersey, a t-shirt, maybe you got game tickets for a playoff game or, you know, something like that, something really cool. Did you get any Packer-related apparel? If you did, go over to Twitter. Let us know. Post a picture if you can. If it's, you know, a jersey, a hat, something like that, you know, post a picture. Let us know. Let us see here. The Pack-A-Day podcast team, we would love to be able to see some of that great stuff if you have it. Up next, one of the things we all have is a favorite Christmas memory. Maybe it was a gift that you got. Maybe it was spending time with family. Whatever it might be, we all have a Christmas story. These last four pieces come from Jason Perrone, Janelle Mackey, Mike Wetland, and Tyler Grezegorek. As they share with you, in that order, their favorite Packers Christmas memories. Stories that they love to share each and every Christmas when talking about the Packers. Take a listen. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Jason Perrone of Cheesehead TV with my Packers Christmas memory and I want to talk about some of the games that have taken place on or near Christmas Day that have been very positive and memorable for Packers fans and especially for myself. So I'm going to go back to 2010 when the Packers were coming off of two straight losses and they had to start winning if they were going to keep their playoff hopes alive. It was the day after Christmas. The New York Giants were in the house and the Green Bay Packers, despite getting, I think they got behind a little bit early in that game, 
but they made a huge, huge showing and ran the Giants off of Lambeau Field to start their incredible run to Super Bowl 45. The following season, they hosted the Chicago Bears on Christmas night. It was an absolutely wonderful night for Packers fans. It was Aaron Rodgers to Jordy Nelson all night long. The Chicago Bears end up going home losers once again. And the Packers completed a 15-1 regular season in 2011. And then fast-forwarding all the way to 2016, it's Christmas Eve. I'm in the house to watch the Packers eliminate the Minnesota Vikings from playoff contention after Minnesota started 5-0 and that season. And the Packers were on their way to their incredible table run. It was also very special because my son was in the house and it was his first ever time at Lambeau Field. It was quite an experience. And so now we've got this upcoming game here Monday night at U.S. Bank Stadium. The Packers have a chance to clinch the NFC North in Minnesota, get their first win at U.S. Bank Stadium, and eliminate the Vikings from winning the NFC North. And nothing would be sweeter than for first-time head coach Matt LaFleur to get another huge win in his first season as Packers head coach. But the Packers finally exercised the demon at U.S. Bank Stadium. I have to believe that they finally will. And Packers fans finally go to bed dreaming of a whiter Christmas after beating the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Hey Packer Nation, it's Janelle Mackey. Just wanted to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all you Packer fans and Pack-A-Day podcast supporters out there. My favorite Christmas time Packer memory would have to be from the 2016-2017 season, which was also the year of Run the Table. I'd come home from school for Christmas break just in time to be able to watch the Packers beat the Vikings on Christmas Eve. And as a Packer fan growing up in Minnesota, this was a great gift in itself already. Then the Packers proceeded to beat the Lions the following week, securing a division title which gave them a number 4 seed in the playoffs after 6 straight wins. A few days after the win, I was sitting on my parents' couch when I received a notification from my Packer app saying that there was still playoff tickets available at Lambeau. I jokingly looked at my dad and said, Hey, there's still tickets available, we should try and go, knowing it was a long shot. To my surprise, my dad had bought 6 tickets that night so that my whole family could all go to Lambeau Field together for the first time as a family. The Packers went on to beat the Giants, and we got to witness an Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary to Randall Cobb in the end zone we were sitting right next to. That day is not only one of my favorite Packer memories, but overall one of my favorite days. So whenever I think about the Packers around Christmas time, I always think about that joke that turned into a spontaneous trip to the frozen tundra to be able to watch the Packers in the playoffs with my entire family. Hey there, everybody. Mike Wentland here. I just wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a very Happy Holidays from the Packaday Podcast. And I also wanted to say thank you so much for everything you've done for the podcast and for myself in particular. It's definitely made football more enjoyable for me to watch again. It's changed my life. It's given me a platform to talk, and I can't thank you enough for that. It's definitely helped me become a better person, a better broadcaster, a better talker. And it's something that I have been incredibly thankful for every time I get a chance to go behind this microphone and talk about Packer football with you guys. And so I just wanted to share you my favorite Christmas Packer memory, which has to be 2011. That morning, my sister surprised me with Packers tickets. They played that night against the Bears, and it wrapped up the division of that magical 15-1 season following Super Bowl 45. And just watching Aaron Rodgers carve up that Bears defense and watching Josh McCown flounder hopelessly trying to score made everything so much sweeter, and it started off with a great Christmas morning with the family. It ended with a great Christmas night driving back from that game from Lambeau Field with my sister. And for a 20-year-old kid back from college, it made meant the world to me. It was one, one of those wonderful experiences I will never forget. And I know if you haven't been to a Packer game yet, I know you will eventually, and you'll have that experience. If you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I just want to, again, wish you guys a very Merry Christmas, a very Happy Holidays from all of us here at the Packer Day Podcast. 
2020 is just around the corner. A playoff run is just around the corner. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in. And of course, as always, go Pack Go. And we'll see you down the line. Hello, Pack-A-Day listener. My name is Tyler Grzegorek, and I am one of the hosts on the Pack-A-Day podcast. I'm so honored to be a part of this awesome group. And when Nick came to us with this idea to kind of get everybody's favorite Christmas memory or what Christmas means to them in terms of the Packers, I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about. When I was serving overseas, I had the opportunity to come home for Christmas. Not every military member can say that, but I did have the opportunity to come home for Christmas. And, and when I did, my family always got together to watch Packer games. And and so what what the Packers really mean to me for Christmas and I hope that this is the same for everybody else because really this is what football should be about is just kind of enjoying something together and being able to celebrate together. And ultimately, I I just want to say thank you to all of the Pack-A-Day supporters for for making us, the the Pack-A-Day podcast, what we are today because without your support, we wouldn't be here. So from my family to yours, happy holidays and go Pack Go. I'm sure you have your very own Packers story that you think of when you think of Packers and Christmas time. And again, we've asked this before, but if you have a favorite Packers story, go over to Twitter, at Packaday Podcast. Let us know your favorite Packers Christmas holiday story. We'd love to hear it. May even share some on the show next week. And as we wrap up this Christmas episode of a Packaday Podcast, I would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. I hope that you were able to spend time with family and friends and able to enjoy the company of those around you that you love. And more than anything, I hope that you are enjoying this NFC North division title 12-3 with a chance for the two seed with a win and the number one overall seed and home field advantage at Lambeau Field throughout the entire playoffs with a win and a San Francisco 49er loss. Packer fans, I know 2014 was tough. I know it's damn near impossible to root for the Seahawks. But this coming Sunday, root for them like you've never rooted for an opposing team before. This has been such a fun ride. And I am so excited to take this ride, this NFC North Division Championship, into the playoffs. And I am so excited to be able to be a part of this Pack-A-Day podcast for the very first season of Pack-A-Day podcast with postseason football for the Green Bay Packers. Once again, Merry Christmas, everyone. And as always, Go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.